When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Coffee and cream on Hail Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. When it's punch out, but it's not going to come down. Really well. Both of us taking it up the gears. Nice. Oh, what a low Switched his pivot foot. Whoa! Put back hammer. Kaluma's now over 20 points. Saunders, good shot fake. Good pass. Good rejection by King. Numbers. Can they take advantage? King all alone. Buckle up. 10-0 run for the Jays. Oh, almost another turnover. It is. Don't need a three in this possession. Get downhill. One timeout left. Riesel looking for help. Tommy Naga. What a tie game. Nine seconds to go. Smith has it. Initiates the offense. Brayton Smith on the take. Corner three layer. No good. Overtime in Lincoln. This team... I talked a lot about them, just how I think our fan base can rally behind them. I can't thank our fans enough for the atmosphere that they had in that building today. And, you know, it's, uh, it's an easy team to rally behind and get behind because of how hard they play every time they step on the floor. Monday morning here on Hale Varsity Radio. Coffee and cream in the morning. Alongside Damon Benning. What? Looks like we just had a little episode of the Twilight Zone. There. Yeah, it's it's kind of weird, right? Where you, you come in on a Monday morning and like this, the studio, the set looks a little different. Apparently, there's a party, and so they're, you know, we don't fix cameras, we don't worry about <laughs> equipment. We just it's just a free for all. Hey, man. I'll tell you what, it sounds people, like people we just are in do 50 whatever. mile an hour winds right now. People Is just, that what it sounds like for you through your headset, or is that just me? Well, that's just you. It's just me? Yeah. I'm telling you, it sounds like you're blowing into my into uh, my mic right now. I don't... There's a 99.999% <laughs> chance that will never happen. Oh, is, that, yeah. is there? Yeah. So you're leaving the, the yeah. door open, though, for that I mean, 01 or 00. Maybe I'm strong-armed at gunpoint. People are threatening my kids <laughs> if otherwise. But, yeah, probably not happening. Uh, we are with you this Monday morning after a... Great day of sports on Saturday. May not have been the outcomes you've been looking for or you were looking for, but Saturday night ended in a bang over at CHI. Six rounds and a TKO for your guy, Bud Crawford. This ain't nothing but another Bud TKO. Yeah, that was, uh, it was fantastic, man. I, I have such an appreciation for him. And I'm, listen, I full disclosure, I'm biased, right? Like, that, 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 that's my guy. And, uh, and but he's just so good and 
I think because he's the city's, the state of Nebraska's, I don't think we appreciate him in terms of what he's doing on the world scale. Just one of a handful of guys with as many division titles as he has. He has grown since 130. Uh, he has become the best pound-for-pound pound fighter in the world. And he's literally from right down the street. Pulled up to the gym on Thursday. Uh, trucks in there. Not not a not a consummate parking job. I won't say what time it was, just because sometimes he likes to have a little privacy. <laughs> trucks parked in there diagonal. <laughs> Another. Tr- hey, I mean, it's, it's, it's his safe, gym. To, he, it's safe <laughs> to say he grew up in Omaha. Yeah, it's his car is parked uh, diagonal. Wait, wait. What do you have against <laughs> Omaha drivers, man? Oh man, Omaha drivers. Oh, Where do go. I begin? Here we go. No, I'm with you on that one though. But I just such a tac- tactician. And, you know, there was a little rust early. Um, I thought D.A. did a pretty good job of kind of staying in his chest, but just didn't give Bud enough angles, right? I just don't – it's an age-old bat- adage. This isn't – I'm not pulling a mick here from Rocky, uh, you know, or the great late, late great Emmanuel Stewart. You just can't follow a puncher. And, you know, D.A. kept staying in the pocket, and he was square, following Bud, and you, at some point, that was just going to be a recipe for disaster, and I really liked his patience, but Terrence is never... That's a great way to put it. He's never in a hurry, um, but he's very deliberate, too, and he just kept going to work uh, at the body, and he's the master of throwing, like, four, five, six-inch punches. They don't look like much because they're not long and loopy. They're short and crisp, and... Uh, and and he got an impressive knockout. I love how quickly he can adjust on the fly yeah, that's too. That that's one of his biggest strengths. I mean, just the ability to adjust his playbook to his opponent, and that's something that is not normally credited in in, in matches like this, and and even in sports, right? You know, you, you talk about just somebody that can just change on the fly. His ability to switch stances, he went from the unorthodox position to that southpaw stance, and then that's where he really got those body blows in. Mm-hmm. And he just started working him. Started working Evan Eason all the way through. And then he finally just started tiring him out, little by little. And then once he settled into the fight, those body blows, I think, were taking his life. Yes, well, and... <laughs> right, it's like... <gasps> And once he settled into the fight, you could tell the crowd was getting into it more and he was feeding mm-hmm. off of the energy. At least that's what I, I could gauge from my TV. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. I, 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 think it's, I think it's absolutely one of those deals where just baby steps slowly but surely just kept whining and wearing. And he's so explosive. Like, you guys have a very similar – what do you weigh, 160? I'm basically Bud Crawford is what you're telling me. He so he walks around. He could walk around anywhere from, you know, 64 to 74, 75. Um but doesn't ever really like to to cut cut. So as a 147 pounder, he can stay closer to the 160 range and be just fine, but he is so explosive for a guy that size cuz he has long arms and he uses them like levers his his ability to sit down on punches with leverage is nothing short of fantastic but you guys do have a very similar frame long arms i may not be as quick 
Well, yeah, there's a good chance. That's the, there's a good chance you're probably right about that. There, there's an absolutely a I, 100% chance you're good about. You're I put right about on that. that tool that you that you strap to your head, and you know how the ball kind of hangs from it, and you're like supposed to like yeah. punch the ball. I probably got smacked in the face. So every somebody left that in time. here the other day. Uh-huh. And yeah. like, have you ever done that? And I was like, eh, I don't know. I don't want to really embarrass myself. Well, and you know, you're supposed to start slow, and I guess the idea is to punch toward the ground. Yeah. My, ref- like, my reflexes aren't like great down. to begin with. Yep, exactly. I can do the what? What is the speed bag? The speed bag. Yeah, yeah I can do that. But this this little toy, I got hit in the face one too many times. Uh, and if I did that, if you put me in the ring with Bud Crawford, I'd get hit in the face one time. You know what? You know stay down. You know what's really underappreciated about him, and not everybody's like this. Um, and just ask probably seventy percent of the boxers out there. Bud was Terrence was blessed with good genetics and genes where his face. Oh, no wonder you said we relate to one another. His face doesn't show damage. He just has one of. He just has that. It. He drank where, from the fountain of youth, and every time he gets. Oh, I'm hit. serious. It's like some guys <laughs> you breathe on them and they balloon up, right? It's like right. you touch them and their skin mouses up, or you know you got to kill the in swell. He's just one of those guys that doesn't show a ton of wear and tear and it's a it's a total god gift it's like it's nothing you can really for every paul Polly malinaji or uh who's who's a puffer um you know there, there there's a lot of the antonio margarito uh some of these guys where you just breathe on them and it's like they swell he's just not one of those guys and uh, save your don't crack jokes, okay? Because I know that was on the, <laughs> I know that was on your lips. But he just—I was going to let you finish. He just—it uh, doesn't show any wear and tear. I mean, after the fight, he's not even breathing heavy. But his fitness, though, is top notch. Like Reminds me a little bit of Mayweather, yeah. somebody that yeah. like desires to go the distance. That's what yeah. he trains for, and that's what I wanted to ask you was, did you expect a TKO? No, so like right before the fight, my man Denny was uh, at the arena with uh, my guy Mike Matlock and his son, and he like sent me this picture, and he was asking me my predictions, and so I put it out on Twitter. I said, it will be a sixth-round knockout, maybe. Stop it. It's, no, no it's, way. It's in Twitter. Yeah, it's. I I'm said not going to fact check you. I, it I was. You. I said this will. It will be a sixth round knockout unless he's saved by the bell, and in that case, early seventh. That dead dog series. Did you lay any money? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I should have. Not on your guy. Could you? I don't know. Like, do you have to be like in? I didn't look at like FanDuel, and I wasn't in Iowa, so I didn't. But do you have to like? You can get exact, right, for stoppages, I'm sure. In fights, you can. Yeah, yeah. I do it in UFC all the time. Yeah, which, by the way, Patty was... Patty Daddy made me, mis- made me some money this was, weekend, too. Was, it seemed like it was dwarfed, but maybe that was in just what I like because Teofimo Lopez was fighting earlier that night, and you had Crawford later. It seemed like Patty the Batty was a little overrated, even though he is a bad boy. <laughs> 
he is not right upstairs. But anytime you fight like that in the <laughs> UFC. I, I mean, you start with his haircut. <laughs> Man. Oh, and, <laughs> see, that's the guy that you walk up to it and you say something slick, and then about four seconds later after you. <laughs> you wake up in the hospital. <laughs> you're like, <laughs> you see, what had happened was. Yeah. You know, I was tough. This jump will kill you. I could have sworn. Exactly. I could have sworn I made fun of this yeah, math uh, kid. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, it, all of a sudden you got sleepy. What happened? <laughs> Speaking of sleepy, too, that was D.A., too. Yeah. Just oh. in a lullaby. So I think his body hurt. So it's just really It's like weird. a cartoon. You could see all of the toys spinning above his head. I always I tell people that, you know, sometimes they'll say, oh, I want to go to the gym with you or whatever. And I was like, eh. I mean, maybe. But I'm just telling you, the things that hit you in the head, they may, like, they may do more long-term damage, but it doesn't hurt more. Body shots hurt hurt and and they shut you down like you just feel like things have left your body i i'd much rather i this sounds crazy i'd much rather get hit in the face than either the ribs the kidney or the gut heaven forbid heaven forbid the liver right like those shots that he was hitting da with in the body i like with each one of them, I could just be like, "Yep, quarter of a soul, eighth of a soul." <laughs> There's half his soul. Like he he was literally snatching. Well, then it all it takes is one hit to the head for you. Yeah, and to it was just, just and it was short. Too, it was just bang, bang, and it was just like I didn't even see it because if his back was to you, I mean, you're literally only talking about six inches, and he can turn it over with both hands. So it's just like he hit my guy with a triple uppercut, which. You may never – I won't say you won't see it again. <laughs> you just you just don't see stuff like that. He's so skilled. Um, it's it's unbelievable. I thought you were going to say I can't count that high. Well, you can get to three, right? I, 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 tell, our, I tell our little guys that I coach because we run the same defense. Uh, I won't say the same. A similar defense for – Mike you run the three three five for Mike as little team as we do for Westside. Some some variations and you know people that we play against like the way that we play defense and they think it's complicated. I'm like it's not complicated. I'm like if you can count to four, you can play in our defense. And, and I I tell the kids that so it kind of empowers them. One. Yep. If you can count a fourth, if and if somehow you get a fourth receiver to your side. Doesn't happen often. I mean, the Matt Hoskinsons, the Junior Storms of the world may get you with a fourth receiver. But it almost never happens. If you can count to four, you can play an RD. Earlier on that afternoon, I was out, and of course it's that time of year, Christmas shopping. Oh, man, you're a better man than me. And I was, <laughs> I was out with my lady. Significantly better man than me. At the mall. Triply better man than <laughs> <Yeah>. me. <laughs> and... For one, you, we started with Omaha drivers. Holy cow, is it a madhouse. It's, it's busy, when, man. And it's, and the, I never thought the mall would be as busy as it is With online today, shopping? With online shopping. Because, you know, people are talking about how malls are a dying industry, and, you know, there's a bunch of stores that are closed. And I'm sure it was much busier 20 years ago. Mm, someplace else. And <laughs> No big deal. I was driving right down, right down the, uh, the stretch of road. My posse's on um, In the parking lot. And there were at least three cars parked over the line. Mm. And so it was kind of driving me crazy. But I was inside the mall just doing some shopping, and I had the Nebraska game pulled up on my phone, and I was walking around with that, um, which, 
You know, it was kind of a give and take thing, right? Yeah. She was happy I was there. I was happy I was watching the game. I was right dab smack in front of my television. I'm a little more jealous. <laughs> uh, loving every minute of it. And I, I don't typically uh, – like I'm not a – basketball happens so fast and it's too stressful um, to hit send real time. But I don't typically live tweet basketball, even though I feel like – I mean, I don't know everything, but I feel like I have a decent – command of, of what's going on but there were a couple of sequences in that Nebraska game where I just kind of I almost wanted to stand up in my living room and there's no one home except you and the dogs I think I maybe had one of the kiddos there but anyways pretty much an empty empty house right I almost wanted to stand up and cheer there were a couple of defensive series where Nebraska was trying to get back into the game and it was a dump down to Edie, and, you know, they kind of – they pawed at him from the weak side. He got rid of the double. He wanted to skip it. Then there was a sweet scramble by Bandamel, and they did one more. And, and you know, Wiltshire closes out, and then all of a sudden the ball's on the ground, and Greasel gets down and gets it. It's a tie-up. It's Nebraska ball, and I'm just thinking – that mm -hmm. series – The hustle right, play. I remember that right at the it top was, of the perimeter. It was, it was unbelievable. And the way that they were – and I know Purdue and people are probably like, Edie, man, get it out of the double. He made the right skip. L lawyer had another one. He had to skip it again. Then they closed out on the three. Then they panicked with the ball handling. And I'm like, you got to put that on a – that's like Flip Amansky, right, in terms of basketball where you got you to gotta get that out on cut-ups. They played so hard. Nebraska? Oh, Man. Their game plan. That was a top was, offensive team they played against. Their game plan was executed to the fullest, and it was something that we kind of had an inkling would happen because they were, they were doing such a good job lately of double teaming mm -hmm. and taking away the and paint. And where it comes from. Sometimes it's from, sometimes it's from the weak side. Sometimes it's from, you know, almost the baseline. Like, you just – sometimes when they're playing with those bigs and through the posts – you don't know where the double's coming from. And Zach Eady looked more like the big, friendly giant out there, not the although, four Although when he had eight man. and eight at the half, you're thinking, oh, here he goes again. Right. Zach who? But, you know. That's Zach, Eady. The aggressive big man we're used to seeing, the guy that single-handedly out-rebounded yeah. the Golden Gophers yeah. the game before, he was, he was kind of a, a non-factor in this yeah, game, in a way. Now – that being said, because he's seven foot four, I mean, can you imagine having seven blocks in a game? Because that's what Zach Eady had. Yeah, and you got to go at him. He's going to get those. Um, but, man, you, you kind of have to give some credit to Nebraska's basketball coaching staff, especially since Coach Hoiberg has had to turn so much of his staff over. And, you know, with Adam Howard and, and Nate, and it's just like, can they be mucky? Can they be defensive? And that's a good defensive basketball team, especially concepts-wise. Like, they need to get a ton of credit in terms of their scout, man. They're like, they're ready to go. I was going to say Purdue did not impress me in this game. That's the top. That's go, one of the top offenses in the country. I would go one step further and say it's because Nebraska really impressed uh, me. Uh, absolutely. And when you're down ten and a half to the number four team in the nation which got to 13, I think, at one point in the second half. It's hard to rally against a team of Purdue's caliber. And, and credit to this group for finding a way 
for forcing overtime, but they, they had so many chances to get that lead with under a minute to go. That first lead. I think they had, what, like four offensive possessions at one point yeah. under the minute mark, and it was just no shot could end up falling. But how about your favorite Husker, man? Kisei Tominaga. Oh, Kisei. That's your guy. Well. He went off for 19. So he's, we know this, though, right? Like, he, for some reason, he's super polarizing. Like, oh, he can't play. And then, oh, yeah, he can play. I was, I was looking at some of these, these threads online about Tomonaga. And I'm like, you guys got to understand something. What you're debating is exactly who he is. He is streaky. When he's going, he's capable of two of the last three games that we've seen him had. When he's not... He's on the other side of the argument <laughs> where people tell you that he shouldn't be playing. So it's I'll like talk, I'll, I'll tell you this though. I don't. You know, there, when I he, don't. Uh, you know, the hand wringing and the consternation. Uh, he's a, he's exactly why I think people debate him when he's showboating. And I know you're not a very big showboater, like somebody that gets. My man did sprint down to the other he, end of the court. He yeah, was like, he you was know like, what? He, he overreacts like maybe a little bit after a three, which he's, is great. I love it. DB, he, not so much. He's having fun. But I'll tell you, man, it's because he shoots with so much confidence. Uh, it, it, it kind of, it's contagious off of his personality. Uh, and when he gets on the floor, he's not afraid to chuck a ball up in, in the hands of, of one or two Boilermakers in front of him. Now, a lot of times you're off balance when you do that because you're, you're moving a million miles an hour, and if you're falling to the right and you're not squaring yourself up, more often than not you're not going to adjust midair to have the ball travel at the trage trajectory that you want it to go. Yeah. But he did find a way to do that in this game. And when Nebraska needed somebody to step up, it was him. How it was the how, guy off the bench that did it. How about how they ran the little set piece for the mid-range jump shot, coming off the little curl screen, and he ended up getting fouled. And it was funny to hear Bardo. He's like, I probably wouldn't have ran that play for Kisei. You know, but I just was like and, – and it's hard because you're like you're, you're watching Nebraska play, and it's like at what point – did you think that if they could have just gotten the lead, was it 69-68, was it, was it in over? But you just felt like, okay, if they could just get the lead, especially when they, they got it to overtime. But, man, I, I'm not an officiating guy, but wouldn't you have liked to have seen? <laughs> and I, I almost took it back on Twitter because I don't, like I said, I'm not an officiating guy, but I yep. was like, wow, he lost that ball before I, they I called. I know exactly where you're headed. And that's a loose ball turnover. Like, we're going the other way. Something good may happen. Do you know what I mean? They were just whistle happy. <sighs> As a former official, I know how much pressure is on your shoulders in that moment from a team that is in the top five against an unranked opponent. Now, if this game was... At Purdue, I think that call gets made nine times out of ten. Dun, dun, when dun, this dun, game's dun, dun. in Lincoln, it's one out of ten. Call, and it though. just happened to get called here. Now, I will say, though, um, I can't speak enough at how well the atmosphere was in Lincoln uh, for this game. Lit. I mean, we talk a lot about how Piscataway is a tough hard place to play in. This game seemed a little bit like the same. Mm. The crowd was engaged from the start. And good on Nebraska to keep the game close right out of the gate. 
I know it, it separated to double digits by halftime, but because of their energy, Nebraska never left this game. Sam Griesel, obviously a little bit rusty coming back from his Boy, illness. He, he left it out there, didn't he? he? You could tell he was laboring just from a, like endurance standpoint. Man, he plays hard. He just never really got comfortable in his game. No. Oh. We only saw him do his back in the defender, maybe a little had, hook in the paint one or hey, two that times. Hey, that was key, key basket, though. I just don't think he had the juice, man, but I'm glad he was out there. I mean, uh, well, again, uh, I'm a big Sam fan, so there We'll you continue go. with some games from the weekend. We'll kick it off once again at the 730 mark with Creighton. But our poll question of the day, what upset you this weekend, DB? You led to it. Was it Nebraska men's basketball officiating? Was it Creighton men's basketball and soccer losses? Your favorite NFL team or all of the above? Vote on Twitter. We'll get into more next. Coffee and cream with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio. Powered by Currency, Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, Shane Schillerberg here. If you want to get involved in the show, give us a call, 888-638-4876. We promised Creighton. We'll get into that first and foremost. And they dropped another one. 8380 was the loss to BYU. And also to a coach that was born in Omaha. Did you know that? Oh, yeah. Oh, Pope, yeah. They talked about, yeah, that was. Was that an over, overused storyline? No, line? just it twice. They Beat got the in, horse. They got in, got out. Not like, you know, only being in camp two, get, two days, not understanding the play verbiage. or I mean, I've seen lots of other you know, things that were driven home to the point of, I almost have to turn you down. Do you know how long he was here in town? Because like, no, I don't. No, no, no. I just know no. that he. Throughout high school, was not in Omaha. Yeah. He was in out in Washington. So I didn't know if he was just born here and then two years later they picked up and moved that way, or if he was actually somebody that grew up in Omaha. Mm. I don't know. Somebody else, let me know if you know. Uh, yeah, on Twitter at Andrew Rogers TV or at Damon Benning, or you can hit us up at eight 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 six three eight. Is it four seven eight eight? Four eight seven six. You'll get it. Four eight seven six. You'll eight get six seven five. <laughs> no, don't don't do that hey, now because hey Shane, <laughs> you're gonna get all confused. Oh so. come on, Shane. Come on, Shane. Good there morning. He, there he is. Hey, Kalkbrenner out in this game, and uh, you know that was a huge loss. And we were it shouldn't do that to that team like that though. Well, we chatted a little bit about that, but it, it was obvious because he's known <laughs> for his ability to take away the paint. Yeah. And BYU took advantage. They altered their game plan to eat inside. They had 42 points in the paint, DB. Yeah, they were getting – so many of those were on, like, hustles, scrambles, second-chance points. What, what were their second-chance points? Their offense – it seemed like they got every loose ball. And if when I – When you lose a guy that's seven foot in the middle – Stop it. This team that's is – This huge, team is – Huge deep, miss. This team is deep enough – 
to not have that. Yeah, happen. but taking away him and, and his shot blocking ability. You, and this, if, we're if, talking like if this, you don't. Kalkbrenner could be potential Big East player of the year. A, at I love points. Creighton, but if you don't stop with the excuse making, do you understand what other teams have? I played didn't make for an excuse. I was saying that was the better. piece that was missing. Well, they got to be able to overcome that. It's 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 BYU. You're supposed to be one of the deepest teams in the country, and you with, right. without any on the ball pressure or getting up underneath guards, they were letting guys turn the corner. And when you're used to playing like that and funnel it to the big guy so he can clean the rim, like you have to adjust. I, I just I just watched Nebraska be competitive on the road without their best ball handler and nobody said a thing. We but did. It, <laughs> nobody was like, oh man, you know what? They didn't you know, no greasel. It's like they lost. And so now without Kalkbrenner, it's like it's the end of the world, and we know it. You have to be able to overcome You're that, right. especially on a neutral site. You're good enough. You have against to. BYU. You have to be able to overcome that. Hey, if, if you're playing a team that's in the top 25 and you're missing Kalkbrenner, yeah. different story. Are you an analytics guy? I like to dive deep into do, that. Do, do you? So does it seem like to you that Creighton's defensive, defensive efficiency is better than Nebraska's? Because it is. Now, we'll see the updates here, but in the 99 last, in the versus three one, games. 99 versus 102. Defensive efficiency. The more you know, huh? Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't look like that. It doesn't seem like it, right? That's why, you know, sometimes it's not stats in a vacuum, but you, they're, they're important. It's like plus minus in hockey, right? One of, Do you think plus minus matters? Uh, not not so, like 15 years ago, yes. You don't no, think so t- still today? It's not as big of a deal to me today. It's, you know, a lot of, a lot of I think former players – at the Look, NHL it's, level, it's, would agree with you. It, it, it's it's kind of an old school antiquated deal, um, and I know. I still think it matters. No, I, I I'm probably not gonna die on that hill. It's just not near as important right. as as it as it used to be. I just think hockey being a team game that that I, stat I, I, is all team oriented, I, I, and I that's understand. that's actually the hill that I die on with plus uh, minus. Uh, could you get rid of the stat? Of course you could. I, I understand, but you you know what's not gonna. You know, it's not going to help you out in, in games like this. Trey Alexander's got to be better than 3 of 12, right? Uh, you know, Sherman's got to be better than than 3 of 11. Because when you lose a game like this where you make that run late, like it can't, it can't just be about Kalkbrenner defensively. Kaluma. You got to shoot the ball better. And you – you have to get some easier shots. Some of the degree of difficulty that the Jays take with their offensive possessions, I think, are early ex- on they looked fine. Are extremely unnecessary. No, and I agree they did. It was pretty smooth, and they had I think eighteen of their twenty-three makes came on assists, something like that. Eighteen of twenty-three, maybe. But but too many shots like off the dribble and not off a pass and I'm thinking give yourself a chance to be a little bit more efficient offensively because they were 23 of 60 from the field it it, it has to be you have to make it a little easier mm-hmm. on yourself than that yeah don't you I agree 
100%. Don't let me talk you but, into it. No, no, no. You're not talking me into anything. I still, oh. th- I still think you have Kalkbrenner in this game. You win. Yeah, well. But it wasn't that, it wasn't that way. And you only can, you know, look at what we saw. And that and the the beautiful you, you put it you put it well I mean you the have beautiful to shoot thing the ball about better. sports is you have to you've got to play the hand that you're well dealt. you have to shoot the ball better and you know something I've noticed with this Creighton team in hey recent man, games if, is if, they just if, if, it, if it only takes, Casey Thompson would have played <laughs> I mean you just can't yeah. say that well you could <laughs> if if only Adrian Martinez was healthy <laughs> you know what I mean it's like I, basketball is a game where you can say that uh, so here's the deal though. And we probably better get this out of the way going forward. That's a, so saying things like that are a lot like saying to me, you don't have anything to lose. Right? Like as a com- like just my personality, that is not going to vibe. Figure it out. <laughs> Figure it out. Okay? Shoot the ball better. Yep. It's they just, just take a lot of time uh, to, to get some life late in games. I mean, you force – four turnovers in the last two minutes and you think you know this, this I have is the, it listen, this is it they're getting their drive at the they're three, going at the three minute mark you had no idea what BYU was doing no. like, but, like, but also like, you're down 10 points like what was that you're, you're, you're up 10 points you have nothing to lose when you're up 10 points <laughs> see see that's why we can't have nice things <laughs> hey let's go to the phone lines we'll go to line one first we have uh, Brian with us Brian uh, your thoughts on the Jays uh, and even a little Dak Prescott Hey, what's going on, fellas? Hey, man. You happy to sneak out of there with a win versus the Texans? Good on you. <laughs> Good job, Mike. Yes, I am. Mike, Brian, McCarthy. <laughs> and, and, and let me do this right. I forgot to you know, say hello to Damon Benning. And uh, wouldn't you like to be my neighbor, Mr. Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're in my neighborhood now, Brian. Where's the sweater, man? Where's the sweater? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think what uh, first was crazy. I think the most of that, what they're missing most is there's a man that's playing, out, I believe, in Sacramento that uh, played from last year, that transferred out of Duke, and that, and that Northwest Missouri State grad. They could play some defense. Yeah, it just kind of settles them down a little bit. Uh, the people the people they bring off the bench nowadays, like the shooters, they don't. Like, oh, what's the transfer from TCU? Oh, my God, he gets abused every game. I see him in. I I kind of like I like I like Farabello's offensive game, but they, he does have to guard. He, he does have yeah, he, to guard. He can't guard. That's why he uh, wasn't in yeah, in the final two minutes. I know, I get it. But I, I did not want to play the Texans yesterday <laughs> because we never perform against them. <laughs> I think since the, they're eight and seven versus us, including the preseason, since they since they got into the league, since they came in, <laughs> so. It's a it's a te- it's a well it's them. a Texas thing, man. But you get so I think in the NFL though you got to be able to win games like that, and you did, right? This isn't yeah. about this isn't about Vegas. It's about do you kick the field goal if you're Lovey? Do you kick that field goal? Probably, I think so. But it's hindsight. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can't even beat Hunley as a backup quarterback in Pittsburgh. So what am I talking about? At least his team won. <laughs> yeah, well, and he forced him to go 98 yards. Stop. Ba- Baker Mayfield <laughs> could do it. He he has to do something about those interceptions. You know, yesterday I I told I should have told Jared Goff yesterday instead of him. Hey, are you but paying Jared, attention Jared to that offense? Have, like the Lions' offense, we we hate on Goff, but have we paid any attention to the Lions' offense? They move that thing they, against they, the Vikings. They've been killing them in, 
And that uh, guy that was a uh, play receiver for him, that was a prospect for Nebraska for a little bit. Uh, was it Ramon? Say Ramon? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm here say, uh, I'm, I'm in Ross St. Brown. I'm in Ross St. Brown, yes. <laughs> I should know because he's a trojan. Yeah, that, that, that is B, me. always good to talk to you. Tim, stay right there. Hey, we'll be back right after this short break. Coffee and cream in the morning, powered by Currency. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Back with you on Hale Varsity Radio. Coffee and cream in the morning, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, and on the phone, we promised to get to him, Tim. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. And if you want to give us a call, 2-888-638-4876. Tim, you're on. What's going on? Good morning, Damon and Andrew. How are you this morning? Hi, Fantastic. Hi, Tim. What's up? Two things. Well, I guess three. One, Creighton sucks. My <laughs> God, do they suck. Wow. <laughs> um, two, yeah. Nebraska seemed like they were pretty good this weekend. Uh, I, I saw a lot of social media stuff about <laughs> refereeing and all that other junk. I've always thought, you know, if you take care of your stuff, mm. the world kind of works itself out. So, like, missing the front end of one-and-ones repeatedly three times is good for a final score. Three right? times. Great point. Three times they missed the front end. Yeah, that's embarrassing. Uh, and then finally, Damon, this is more to you. Okay. One, can I give other dudes – Body wash for a Christmas gift. <laughs> um, why is this more than DB? Because so yes, I think you. I think you should. And can I get and, backstory on why he just focused in on you? Did yeah, you go get ahead, body go ahead, wash at because, some point? Uh, because okay, of my personality. In the past, he'll tell you whether it's Michael Spear or Sharp or this new kid. Nobody <laughs> seems to have the respect for layering a scent. Brushing the teeth in the shower and going bar of soap followed by body wash. That's better me. than my guy Damon Benning. That's that's me. Okay. That is me. Hey, so listen though, Tim. Uh, yes, and if you're gonna give body wash, I have one for you. I was talking to Coach Will Height, and we go. I so, so I gave him a hug the other day, and I was like, "Gosh, Kenny," I said, "You you smell great," and he's like, "Hey, player, there's this scent from body from." Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body yep. Works. Yes, yes. Yeah. Was it teakwood? Uh, no, because I have that. No. So was it leather and brandy? No, I'm was gonna it I'm, bourbon. I'm gonna. Was f- it whiskey river? Wait, what did you say, Tim? Is it green? Oh no, I don't know. He sent it to me, and now I can't find it. Is it eucalyptus and something? Stop. You're. It is. It's called. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The word aqua. It's called beautiful. Water? It's called beautiful day. It's this, Tim. I'm gonna DM beautiful it to you. Day. That, yeah. that looks no, like I something that was on the ladies' section. Hey, send that All to me, Tim, for Christmas. Send it to me for Christmas. <laughs> beautiful All day. That's what it. Body products were five bucks. Yep, that's I where got, I was. I got Tim, why didn't you hook me up? Damon. I got you, bud. Okay. The emailing address in the DM. <laughs> I got like forty different sets. Hey. I got a Ford F-150 full of male men's 
hygiene product. <laughs> Tim's just on the black market selling Bath and Body Works. Surrounded by farmers and hockey players, I'm going to get murdered. Hey, so listen, how is the how is the ag business out there? Is it better than it was here? Because you moved for a pay raise, didn't you? Uh, so I work in a fancy office now, surrounded by stooges, and now I'm one of the stooges. So, do you, so yeah, I make more money, but I'm a sellout. So can you? do you still get to sit around in like the small towns and talk about like nutrients in the ground and all that kind of stuff, like fertilizers, or do that, you not get to do that? That is, no, I, I make myself do that. I, there's a lot of folks that get disconnected once they get to a point like this and forget about that kind of stuff. So at least twice a week. I'm hitting Alt, Colorado, or we'll drive out to Greeley and find us a gas station or a co-op and go sit and talk. I don't make any money selling anything anymore, but I sure as hell don't want to forget where I came from. <laughs> How's your roommate? Is she better? Uh, that would be his know, wife. I, I figured. I switched to Bath and Body Works, it seems like she's in the time, Maybe we found the problem. Hey, you probably go every you, Saturday. And I know you're a di- you you love the Huskers and and don't like the Jays. Is this a basketball team like you can? Is, is this a team like you root for? Because you like winning, and so I know this close stuff isn't like warming your really? heart at all. Winning. Th- Who doesn't is, like winning. Is this a, is uh, close? Close. If you do it right, I mean, you got to be able to see development, right? Like, did we get better from Creighton to Purdue? I, I think so. I, I think, think so. Indiana game's an anomaly because you're missing a piece. Yeah. All right, buddy. So I, I can root for them, but we've got to develop a little bit more flavor than, hey, turn around back to the hoop. <laughs> back some little guy in and take advantage of being four inches taller than him. <laughs> Tim, you're the man, buddy. Be safe out there. I'll I'll, uh, I'll send you a message here in a sec. Later, buddy. Thanks, buddy. T- Tim is wild. So, so t- do you really use Beautiful Day? No, or, I I just I just I that that he just sent that me. piece of print looks like he got it off of the lady section. No, he brought it with him on the road. So I gave him. So, you know, it's like, hey, man, what's up? So I brought him in for a hug, and I was like, man, I said, Coach White, I said, you smell good. What is that? Like, I'm not a fr- – that's how – that's totally my personality. Yeah, but it, like, it, if what I'm I saying like, is it, a, it looks totally like a female only. fragrance. Who cares? So, so you want to smell like roses and – It's not roses. It's like it's – it's – I feel like it's testosterone involved. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Maybe it'll mix with my pheromones. Why? Like why? why? I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm not hating. You can wear whatever you want to wear, DB. Now, listen, all I'm if, saying if is, you, if it you looks look like when me, the men's things are on the left and those are on the right, he may have taken a wrong turn. Are you really on me about that? Like you're wearing at, mismatched gear. You are rocking a blues oh, hoodie. Oh, oh, oh! And you're gonna get on me. And a Mississippi State for, hat in honor of Mike Leach. And yeah, you're, you're talking gonna, to me you're about, me. about my you're honoring Mike Leach. You're talking about my masculine drip and your mismatched gear. You're wearing a Wisconsin pullover. This is not Wisconsin, <laughs> and you're gonna have to leave. <laughs> I mean, like, who does that? Who says that? Like. I can't rock Bath and Body. It's I, 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 that's what I do. And Drew Down, how about this? <laughs> what if it like mixes nicely with hey, if it Shane? Does, what do you call you know, those I things? I am knocking Fairmonts? it until I try it. I am knocking it. I haven't tried it. I, I'm secure. I was like, Coach, man, you smell like a champ. I just saw him. Like, he was here Saturday night. Does it smell like cologne? How about how much he likes this place? He stopped in on his way back from St. Louis to Lincoln. To stop at HVC. See, look, I'm connecting the dots. He stopped in back from St. Louis. Appreciate it. 
you and the Phoenix Suns, two of the more underachieving franchises this year in terms of sports starts. Hey, Enjoy at least, that. At least we have a championship, though, over the last three years. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Sorry, Jacob. Wow. Our poor Jacob Padilla probably doesn't and, you're, and that. you'll see him here in about two hours. <laughs> yeah. That's okay. He'll be driving in. Say, Shane, tell Jacob to get here early. Drew Downs in here hating on him. It's going to be, be Bud Crawford me. against D.A. Yeah, take Crawford. <laughs> you do got a Crawford build, though. Yeah, there it is. I'm telling you. Nobody can do that. Nobody. No, how crazy, though, is that Mike Leach stuff? So am I not supposed to? I always ask, is it not cool to wonder what personal health issues are? Like, why do they drop that in quotes? It reminds me am of Am I this. supposed to read into that? It reminds me of when hockey addresses an injury as lower upper body. body. Yeah, oh. or upper body. Um, what what does personal health issues mean? Aren't they all? Yes. Uh, all I know is he was airlifted, and that can't be good. No, I'm Team Mike Leach. As are you mm-hmm. with your Stark Vegas hat on? Do you like it? Yeah. You want to land the plane? College full World Series. Land the plane full circle. Jolie Dunn, the real yeah. architect of the three three five, who taught Rocky Long. The creator of evolving mm-hmm. the 335 so how who, about lear- that? who learned a little bit about the 335 who learned yeah who learned a little bit about that was it tony white uh, tony white yeah, tony white's at nebraska oh he is yeah oh wow great story uh my man the mayor it, it was kind of making its rounds did you see the birth of the 335 it was had the syracuse clip and it was tony white and it's probably 24 minutes oh it's a it's a great little tutorial my man Joel sent it to me. He's like, "Hey, did you see this yet?" And did I was you pass like, it along to me. Yeah, I'll send it to you. But I'm so I'm a. I told you I'm a odd front. I'm a. I like this defense. I would like to run some variations of this, especially given the personnel that we have coming back next year at the high school level. Yeah. I look right at my kid and be like, "Hey, you're now a nickel wheel, playing on the weak side, <laughs> fit in the run hey, game, strong side, fit in the run game, and cover number twos." You know, I'm interested to see how the how the three three five works. We went from <laughs> we that was a nice transition though, from Mike Leach. Best wishes, wishing you well, Mississippi mm-hmm. State. To Jolie Dunn, who mm-hmm. would run the three three five. We're getting to, We're getting tr- somewhere. We're trying, man. It's like we're we're, we're in a snowball, right? Well, and it's just kind of rolling after you down after you tried to shame me over my my <laughs> over over your fragrance selection. Teakwood is fire though. That's what I have in my shower right now. Yeah, but here's the thing. Can I just say this and there move on? There was a on? new one. Yeah, go ahead. Um, the lotion dries your skin out. So usually the more aromatic it is of, like, ingredients, the more alcohol it is, uh-huh. and it dries you out. So you have to be very careful with your cuticles. That is your no toxic masculinity. Hey, check out the day. birch and eucalyptus not next a, time you're there. Not a birch guy. Smell it first. No, no. Uh, really? Yeah, had the can. I'm team candle. It had birch. Nah. So you've had this exact scent? No, no. But you said birch, and I'm. Oh, okay. Because I don't want to be closed minded, I will entertain at least giving it a scent. What'd you say? Beautiful day. If that's, if that's You're such one. a hater. <laughs> I'm telling I'm going to look this up. And we're going to put it on Twitter. I want to say. We're, gonna, we're going yeah. to see. I mean. I'm, I'm, well, he's about to be so mad at me. I'm putting him. I'm putting him on blast too. <laughs> putting him out there. 
what what it smells like a floral bouquet on a sweet spring day. That's not what it smells like. <laughs> That's what it says. That's not what it smells like. Fragrance I, notes. I told you, man. Daisies, pink peonies, and sun-kissed apples. Wow. DB, I'm learning something about you today. You're not going to shame me, man. I feel good. It's how it mixes with the pheromones. <laughs> it's all right. Think hate Sam McEwen rocks this scent? Hate on, player. You think he does? I don't know. Maybe we'll ask him when we come back. I Sam McEwen. I much feedback Sam got about their selections for all Nebraska teams. Hey, he joins the show. We'll get that next on Coffee and Cream. Coffee and Cream on Hale Varsity Radio with Andrew Rogers and Damon Benning. We are back with you on Coffee and Cream in the Morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. 8 o'clock! The 8 o'clock hour underway, and we kick things off like we do every Monday with our good friend, Sam McEwen. Sam, thanks for joining the show, man. Thank you. Sam, good morning, man. How are you? I'm all right. Uh, you know, a uh, taking kid to high school traffic. Oh, hey, stuck in traffic. I dropped her off. You dropped off. We can talk. So, (laughs) Sam, you get you get perfect. Uh, Anything worse than school traffic as a parent in terms of anxiety? Like, I'll take the interstate and zipper merging every day that ends in Y versus negotiating. Drop your kids off at school traffic. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. Yep, it is, because you don't really ever know, especially when you get to high school, you're dealing with, you know, uh, 16-year-old drivers, and you're never quite sure what they're going to do. Just now, you know, a kid snuck in a turn in front of me, even though it's like eight feet away from it. So um, that's pretty common. Uh, uh, elementary school pick, uh, drop-off can be intriguing as well when you have all the bus, you know, the buses and stuff like that, and so... It's it's a different it's a different journey at each stage. <laughs> at this stage, it's head on a swivel. You've got to make sure that you don't hit somebody or get hit, and you know then you've got to time your your child's departure from the vehicle. You know, okay, go. go too quickly. <laughs> but when it, when it time comes, get out of the car. <laughs> Swing open the door, just a barrel roll out. <laughs> Sam McEwen. <laughs> Like you know, the the paratroopers dropping out of the dropping out of the plane. So. Sam McEwen, editor editor extraordinaire for all your media needs. Sam, let me ask you something: Is it was it easier in your head in retrospect to explain Greasel and Nebraska playing in his absence versus Indiana, or Kalkbrenner and his absence against B? Why you? The the latter. Um, Clearly, you know, I'm sure Sam would have helped Nebraska against Indiana, but that's, you know, that's a tough, that's a tough matchup for Nebraska either way because the way Indiana plays and you're on the road. Um, But, but Kalkbrenner is a, is a big loss for Creighton because, you change the way you change everything about what you do. Um, 
you you know Fred King is I think is going to be a pretty good player. He's not. You're not going to build your offense around him though, and so you change you change who you are. Um, I think Kalkbrenner's absence is like Derek Walker's absence in Nebraska. So what happened on uh, Saturday night is that Creighton doesn't have that a rim protector b. Mm defensive rebounder. They have a great defensive rebounder when Kalkburn is on the floor. And C, they don't they don't have that sixteen to eighteen automatic points every every night. So that was a huge loss. And it's a huge loss to lose to BYU because BYU's not very good. Yeah. And that's that's a that's a real shock. Real hit. Um Creighton is in one of those moments where and I think McDermott it's going to stay really calm because I think he has a team that could get really off the rails because it's young. And uh, he's going to stay really calm, but but they're they're in a danger zone. And they're playing a team tonight that that could beat them. Yeah. At this point, any team can no, I, w- I won't say that. Now, I know Utah State beat <laughs> – BYU, but I'm not. Let's not go as far as to well, say. Well, Arizona State's a good team. Did you man, not Sam. watch Minnesota and Mississippi State last no, night? Minnesota's not beating Creighton. That's not a good basketball yeah, team. We're talking schedule here, DB. <laughs> we're talking Creighton schedule here. No, we're we're talking with Sam McEwen though. And Sam uh, also on the floor in Lincoln was Matt Rule over the weekend, and right. he got his chance to proclaim his mission to Husker Nation. And uh, by no means am I just a headline guy where I read a headline and just form a question, but the word you used in your article was patient, and I really loved the use of that word because how patient do you feel Nebraska fans need to be when they give Matt Rule a chance here to coach? I think they should probably look at what Nebraska's trying to do as a four-year deal. And, and here's why. This, isn't, this, this is sort of a, uh, a two-part answer. The context of the league is going to change in 2024. So it's one thing for one year next year, and then it changes. And you add USC and UCLA, you get rid of the schedule, of the divisional schedule, and you go to some other schedule that they don't know what it is yet. And what you're aiming for, that the you know what you might call in football the the, the area that you're land you're, you're aiming for in a block, it's going to change. Um, I, I'm of the belief that the Big Ten West structure and the way that it's set up has actually hurt Nebraska, but it's actually going to it's going to adjust a little bit over the course of a couple of years, and rules going to have to adjust with it. So you're going to move away from you're playing four games against teams that basically sit on the ball and try to win 16 to 13 to everybody's going to be chasing, you know, chasing Ohio State or USC or Michigan. And that'll, that'll change things a little bit. So I think Rule's going to need some time because the league that he entered is also going to be changing here pretty soon. Hey, but Sam, hang then on. Gotta, Go ahead, Sam. I'm sorry. No, that's it. That, that's, that's, I'm done. Sam, but what about – so? But yes and no, though, right? I mean, Wisconsin's going to change the way that they play offense. You don't hire the way that they did at the OC and and try to win sixteen thirteen. I don't think right. I don't think Pat Fitzgerald thinks that they can win sixteen thirteen. 
even as much as Illinois runs the ball, that RPO game it, with DeVito changes the way that you could play defense. Who knows what Iowa's going to do? I mean, we saw them not give the ball to Caleb Johnson for a full quarter, and granted, they were behind, but they looked like they could throw the ball too if they had to. Now, I'm not saying that's who they turn into, but are we sure that they're going to play four or five games where they want it to be 16-13 in 2023, 2024? Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Um, I don't know exactly what Wisconsin's going to do. I think uh, they hired North Carolina's offensive coordinator. So, you know, that means usually what that means is a quarterback run game is going to be an element. You you can't throw the ball probably as much in the Big Ten as North Carolina did and, and get away with that. Quarterback, I just don't think you can. Um, so they'll run it probably more. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think at most there's one more year of this, mm-hmm. and then you're going to see some pretty significant adjustments in the way the league is set up. And so I I think the reason I say rule needs four years is because you have to you have to take that into account, and then you, know, you have to figure out who your quarterback's going to be. Um, if they are pursuing Jeff Sims, and that's kind of an odd story, but it does look like he's coming, you know, he visited or – interested then you're pursuing a dual threat quarterback because that's what jeff is and he's a good he's a pretty good one and uh, you know so you're, you're you're reintroducing the quarterback run game that'll take some time uh, although you can probably win one or two more games doing that um you know that that defense will probably take a year it's not that different from what nebraska's done uh the last couple of years but it's different enough you have to recruit to it and so um you know, I think I just think it would be wise for Husker fans uh, to, to cool the Jets a little bit. Now, people don't want to hear that. They're like, no, no, we don't want to do that. <laughs> we're, we're tired of waiting. But I, I'll say this, that, that I think the way Rule wants to do it is a little bit more process-oriented. And, and the league that he's joining is, is also process-oriented. And, you know, it's just, it's just going to be hard. Um, now, if you were to talk to my colleague Dirk, sometime and i hope you do i think he would say well there's no reason why it can't happen fast it happened fast at this 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 place and i i guess i agree to some degree but i also would say nebraska is different uh it takes it takes longer at nebraska um the way i described it in the in the rewind piece was you know this is matt rules mulligan and a mulligan is you know another another tee shot off off a tee and this mulligan, he's, he's picking to use his mulligan on a par five where there's cross markers at 260 yards. Well, Sam, and what I'm trying to say there is it's a hard carry because there's a lot to do here just to get it back to a place where people feel good, and he's going to have to do a lot of work in order to get there. Mm. Well, Sam, you talk about turnaround time there, though, and expectation, and I kind of trend more on Dirk's side here when I look at how quickly programs have been able to turn around. We'll just take Illinois, for example, and look at what Bielema did with that program. What expectation, what type of timeline do you think or do you expect Matt Rule to have in order to get this team to that eight, nine-win stage? A couple, uh, three, four years. So you don't think the two-year mark is – I don't want to say possible because I'm sure you, you could see it happening. Yeah, you'd have to tell me what their 2024 schedule is, and I don't know. Mm. And knowing the Big Ten, you know, I think – I could be wrong. I think Ohio State and Michigan are going to get screwed 
And it's about time, by the way. But I think you're going to see Ohio State and Michigan get USC and UCLA off jump because you want to make some money. And you want you want Michigan in the Rose Bowl, and you want Ohio State at LA Coliseum. So I don't know if Nebraska will get USC and UCLA out of the box. I don't know if they're going to go with a pod system that automatically means they play UCLA. I don't think they would be drawn. I don't think they'd be paired with USC. Um, you know, I don't know. So you'd have to tell me what the schedule is. One, two, Brett Bielema inherited a lot of good football players. Um, Lovey Smith is does does some things really, really well, and he he doesn't know he never he never at every stop he was at. And I'm a Bears fan, so I I love love I love, but he never know knows what to do with the quarterback. And so that was the problem at Illinois when he was there. But he, he recruited a lot of really good football players who all were on that defense this year, all, a lot of them from Florida. And so when, when Brett got there, he, he inherited a roster of athletes. And, you know, Lovey Smith is an NFL mind and knows how to, you know, he knows how to identify talent. And so Brett took over a, a roster that was pretty darn good uh, and ready, you know. And so – then he comes in and kind of puts his system in, and then they got a quarterback this year, and that quarterback helped them, and they went eight and four. And um, so, you know, I mean, that, and there's no guarantee. Here's the other thing: there's no guarantee that Illinois is going to be eight and four next. Year. So, I think what Matt Rule wants to do is he wants to build a program that can kind of stack seasons on top of themselves, and that means you don't just do it once; you do it three, four, five times, and that takes time. Hey, um, you know, that takes time. Sam, if trust is a two-way street, right, it, it, you know, I think with Ives committing and, and people look at the offers, they think, oh, it's Dunnybrook. And, yeah. yeah, I mean, I get it, right? And, and Ortiz and, you know, they think long snapper. And it's hard to cast or it's hard to embrace the vision if you don't know. And I think trust is a two-way street, right? If Coach Rule wants us to trust him, then, 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 then he's got to trust kind of us too, I think, to some degree. How are you? How does that play out in your head when you're looking at how they need to put a roster together to hit the timeline that you're talking about? Well, I actually think he'll he'll do a good job of that. He'll have full control of it. Um, he didn't really have that in the NFL per se. I mean, sort of yes and sort of no. It's he wasn't able to get the quarterback position right at least while he was there. You know, I know Sam Darnold won yesterday, and Carolina's five and eight. Might might even somehow still win its division. Um, but he didn't get that position quite right when he was there, and that, that wasn't entirely his fault. But he, he has a lot of that in his control now, and he has a track record of building good rosters. I think you're going to see a roster that has some speed uh, and some length. Um, I, you know, I, I, don't, I, think, I think it'll be more flexible and athletic than what Nebraska had these last couple of years when, in my opinion, they were big. And they were probably strong in some areas, but maybe not quite as fluid. And so I think Rule will will improve that. Um, as far as the Quentin Ives commit, you know, he, my understanding, and I've talked to people in the the coaching search industry, that the running backs coach is, is seen as a star. Oh yeah, and a rising star. With you. So you know, give give him give him this guy. Like this is his guy. This is this is what. He wants to, you know, he wants to give this kid a chance. He's a he's a taller, longer back. Um, 
you know, you, maybe you could move him to receiver if it doesn't work out. I kind of put in the little piece, you know, Nebraska's history with taller, longer backs, the best of whom was probably Maurice Washington. And he wasn't here very long. Um, so, you know, we'll see where, where, where it ends up with Ives. But, you know, I mean, you, you hire a running backs coach, you need to give him the chance to bring in the guys he wants. And he's, you know, they're doing that. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that I, I, I don't, I think Matt Rule knows what he's doing there. That, that part I think is pretty, pretty straightforward. And the other thing, and I've watched a lot of, you know, his podcasts or ABCA, he's talked about AFCA, he's talked a lot. Um, I, the way that he talks about managing a game, I think, is different from many of his predecessors. And that fact that he, he really thinks about it, and he has a plan when he goes into a football game. And I, I maybe I'm being unfair to Scott. I, I wasn't always entirely sure Scott's plan, which was we're going to take the ball and we're going to score, and then we're just going to, like, you know, outscore the other team, was always a very good plan. <laughs> That's always felt like the plan. And I think Rule is a little bit more nuanced and detailed and, and, you know, I think that the, the upgrade Nebraska's getting is just in coaching the football game, the, the how to use timeouts and how to do all that stuff. I think Rule will be will score very high in the game day coaching area. Uh, and, and we won't be able to see that until uh, they're, you know, they're playing Minnesota and Minneapolis next, next August. We're speaking with Sam McEwen, sports editor and Nebraska columnist, for the Omaha World Herald and Husker Extra. You can toss him a follow at SWMcEwenOWH on Twitter. Get all his stuff. Great work from Sam. Sam, something that I wanted to touch on here um, before we, we start winding things down, and I know DB wants to hit you with, uh, with some prep stuff here in a sec, but um, okay. aside from um, football, when we look at women's basketball at Nebraska and what they've been able to accomplish and what – Amy Williams has been able to accomplish as a coach, snagging that 200-career uh, Division One win mark um, as a coach. And I know she won't tell you because she, she, her goal is to win national championships. It's not to hit accolades like that. But how special of a group has Nebraska women's basketball been able to put together over her time here at Nebraska? Well, she's, she's done a really good job of, of – uh Let's start with this. Outside of the, the program's success, Amy Williams is, is a really, really good person. And I'm not saying that with faint praise. Oh, yeah, for sure. And a really good teammate within the athletic department. And these things matter. Like, it's, it's not a small thing. And, and she, she could be an AD one day because of the way that she conducts herself and just her high standards. And so... She's always treated the athletes really well, and she's always been, uh, you know, very patient with injuries, things like that. So there's that. Um, I think uh, their success level has been. I think she would tell you that she wished they'd made a couple more NCAA tournaments. Mm-hmm. Um, they're on track to make their third. Um, I think you know she she had a good team early on, and then there was a thing where she added a bunch of really talented freshmen, but they didn't quite mesh with with what was going on with some of the older players. And so there was a couple of years in there, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think she's done a, a really good job and uh, has, has, I think, retooled her roster, uh, was 
I think, fortunate to see Alexis Markowski be willing to reopen a recruitment because that that would have been one that got away. And I think the credit to Andy and Alexis that they were willing to to re to to re to re uh, look at that, and they did. And and so now they have a really really good player for two and a half more years. And uh, you can build around her, and you can build around Jazz Shelley. And I don't know if Jazz will be there after this year. I, Jazz could go pro, so I don't know what what she's going to plan on doing. But so long as those two are there, you you've got a pretty good basketball team that you that should go to the NCAA tournament. Uh, there's tiers in women's basketball. For people who don't know, I've covered it now for 12 years, so I've learned a lot about women's basketball over that time, college women's basketball. There's tiers. Uh, the tier that there's the, the Connecticut, Stanford, South Carolina tier, which is about four teams, <laughs> and then there's a tier after that, and then there's a tier after that. And Nebraska wants to be in that third tier with the hopes of get, getting to the second tier. Uh, Creighton is in the third tier and wants to get to the second tier. And um, that's just it's it's it that's the challenge that Nebraska needs to continue to pursue is becoming one of the top twenty teams in the country every single year, and then you can bust into that next tier. That 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 top tier is a blue blood tier that's very hard to break into. You have to be Don Staley at South Carolina to break into it. You have to win national championships, multiple national titles to do it, um, and she's done that. But it takes a lot of work to get into that very top tier, and that, that's a harder one to, to breach. But Nebraska can absolutely get into that third or second. Sam, we're a little up against. they got about three minutes here. I, I did sure. with the with the all-Nebraska selections, all-class all selections. I'm just looking, right? And I, I'm not so much getting into Flores versus Rezac or K-Line or things like that. But, you know, with, with, with Carter Nelson and, and Davon Hall and, and guys – trying to get on that first team and it's not disrespect to them it's just competitive when you look at the landscape of high school athletics versus guys with offers and guys and postseason awards is where would you put this stretch in terms of how competitive being good and recognized in high school sports is and the sport of football it appears to be highly highly difficult it is it is highly, highly difficult. That's right. Um, I think that we're in a we're in a very competitive moment, especially at receiver, especially at tight end, especially at pass catcher, especially at quarterback. Uh, certainly, Zane is the deserving first team quarterback. Um, but there there are years where you would have said it was someone else because there's so many there's so many good options. Um, so it's very competitive as it relates to the pass game, as it relates to the pass rush. Yeah, game, yeah. Like rushing yeah. the passer. Yeah. Um, you know, when you, I was, I'm younger than you, but I remember when you were in high school. the The competitiveness of the running back thing isn't what it used to be when you were playing in high school. I mean, back then there was about eleven guys. <laughs> And there's not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. true. Yeah, it's no, no, there's true. no question. Uh, yeah, there, there was about five guys within four miles of each other. Uh, I mean, you, you look at a guy like Jerry Swain, and people were like, "Who?" And he was unbelievable. Right. He was unbelievable. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I remember all this because I mean, I would, you know, we went to a lot of games when I was a kid. Anyway, so that isn't that's changed. Like, I don't think you have, you know, that list of of players. 
much like in high school basketball, and you remember this too, in the 80s and the 90s, you just had this unbelievable run of guards. Yeah. And, you yeah. know, and, and there was there was some Terrence Badgett's in there too, but you had all of these like six foot to six two to six three guards that went all over the country and played. And I don't know that it's quite that good now in that area in high school basketball, but you now have these six seven wings that are, you know, that before would have been forwards and put on a little weight. <laughs> now they play out on the wing. You know, you're Jason Greens or Hunter Salas. Um but, you know, back in the day, Chuck, there were more Chucky Hepburns than there were Hunter Salases, and now it's kind of reversed. So I think in high school football, there's just a lot of good players at certain spots, but other spots not quite as much. It's really good. It's really strong. We could talk about that all day. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll, we appreciate we'll, you. I'll hit you on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Sam. I'll talk to you later. All right. <laughs> Take it or leave it. It's next. Coffee and Crane with Rodgers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Welcome back. Coffee and Cream in the morning on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers. I thought our banner was falling off, DB, and it's, it's, it's the light right here in the, in the way of yours. I don't know. Listen, so I, got, I told you I've got a good buddy. Let's just call him French Hat. Right? <laughs> French hat. Good guy, right? He usually coaches me up on what I need to do, like, online and uh-huh. stuff. And he didn't say anything today, so I figured I was good. Because you know a lot of things about me. All of this equipment is not what I do. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know the first thing about it. So. I, I mean, it's not my forte either. You look at the ground here, and you see cables plugged into power strips that, although when I say power strips, they're XLR power strips, and they're not your normal one. Although I will say this. This, is, this setup is extremely clean for what I've seen with some other. The desk is my favorite. Yeah, this the is desk is sick. I, I'm mad at Chris this morning, so I'm, I, I don't want to give him any credit. <laughs> But he did do a fantastic job with this desk. This, this like the whole setup. I was, it's just fun being at Hale Varsity Club. Well, and it was packed the other night. I just wanted something to eat quickly because there's a lot going on. And I was like, ah, good food quality. Because that's key with me. Quality food, kind of fast. It's right around the corner from my house. For a reasonable price. Man, it was packed. And I shuddered because this back room where our studio is built was full. So I just kind of moseyed on back here. I looked at the equipment and I was like, don't touch the merchandise. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I didn't, I didn't say that at all. But a couple of people wanted to see how the, the, the magic was made. And I told one of the guys, and he goes, oh, this is where you guys, excuse me. He goes, oh, this is where you guys are. And I was like, yeah, man. I said, this thing was like built like from scratch. Right, because Varsity has never done radio, and so the radio portion of it and all the—they can't believe Shane. He called it Snoop. He's like, "This is like Snoopy's doghouse." <laughs> I was like, "Okay." It looks <laughs> like it looks like my niece's playhouse. So it's like without all the equipment. Well, where's Woodstock? Or is it Woodchuck? What it's Woodstock. You got it right. It's Woodstock. Okay. Mm-hmm. Did he yeah. say Woodchuck? He said Woodchuck, and then I, I think he did. You. Say like shock, wood shock. I said, "Where's Woodstock at?" Okay, no. but then I was like, "You looked at me like funny." That's, that's so your little well, because I was looking for the little, little yellow bird back there. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. they made like him a character without him ever talking. 
Mm-hmm. Kind of like the teachers in the classroom with Charlie Brown. Wah, 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 wah. Yeah, speaking of which, that's kind of what you want to give that Chris Beard report, isn't it? Yes. Wah, 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 oh, wah, wah. If you didn't see it, Chris Beard, um, what was it, like 10 minutes ten, ago? 10 minutes 20 ago. minutes ago now, yeah. uh, was arrested and charged with assault on a family member. Early Monday, Austin police confirmed, and after learning more, it had something to do with strangulation. Yeah. This is via Tony Plohetsky. Yeah, it's, it's forgive me if it's, I it's making that. its rounds around social media. Not the that's why I always I always you know the whole publicity, good publicity kind of thing. And I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. I've never really I know. Su- some, never, some people disagree I, with me I, on that. I've never subscribed to that, and it's it's okay. It's I don't, I don't know if people yeah. are going to stop watching Texas basketball though. So and speaking of which, you know the folks in Texas Tech who have the affinity for Mike Leach, who is not Mississippi State. You're wondering about what's going on with Coach Leach. Chris Beard is in the news. And you say all that to simply say, man, stay in the moment. All right? It's it's so hard to do. I get it. I get it, right? I've, I've been there to some degree. But, wow, you just never know and don't take anything for granted. It is time to completely change gears, DB. Oh, because you know why? You know, because we don't have enough sports to do. We with don't the have NFL enough sports. And nope. Come on. Nope. No sports at all. I don't think anything happened over the weekend. Selfish. <laughs> but no, I want to have some fun. This show not only is it about informing. Thank you. Not only is it about entertainment, but it's also about having fun. Okay. And for us to have some fun, and for Shane to have some fun, because people love hearing Shane's voice. Shane, <laughs> you know what Mondays are for, right? Oh, right, Shane. Hello, McFly, Bueller. <laughs> I know what Mondays are for. Anyone, Bueller. Mondays are for Monday Night Football. Bueller. Would you take it or leave it? <laughs> Bueller. No, Mondays are for coffee and cream in the morning. I'm leaving it. Bueller. <laughs> Anyone, Bueller. Anyone? Anyone? All right, you want to do take it or leave Let's it? Let's play take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Creighton gets back on track against Arizona State. Ooh. Kalkbrenner playing? I assume so. Then I'm taking it. Oh, and Kalkbrenner, my little friend Andrew Rogers trusts. What's the line? It was three and a half when I checked it last. Is that all? That is three and a half. Jeez, you're a degenerate. <laughs> I'm all um, over it. Take it or leave it, Creighton gets back on track. I will. Uh, I'll, I'll be honest. I'll leave it. I don't think they do. Not tonight? Not tonight. Hey, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. I think they need some time to get back here. Speaking of Vegas, if you were there, mm-hmm. would you be at the casino every night? No. I just was there. Not yeah. There's only one thing that I like to do at the casino, and that's play poker. So if you're not having, like, a table game, like, I don't do the black, I don't do right. any of the, the high risk, lose your money in, like, five seconds kind of thing. Which, speaking of, I like the slow I stopped burn. by the Ameristar over the weekend. Yeah. And there was somebody in 15 minutes at the blackjack table that lost $1,500. Yeah, see, that's just, that's not for me. That's why, you, that's why you get all those points, right? And it's too many people for me. Like, I'm not in control of my surroundings, so it's a little much for me. Mm-hmm. So, no. I'd be in a nice restaurant, though. 
Seriously. Vegas is nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even the chains like TK. If you don't love it, leave it or take it. Amy Williams will reach 300 D1 wins by 2028. Did you say if you don't love it, leave it, leave or, take it or take it? it? Uh, was that Stanley? Yeah. <laughs> Iowa? If you don't love it, leave it. <laughs> USA, number one. Uh, 2028 is so five years, yeah. which means Great she's got to go 20 wins per year, excluding this year. So if you count this year and she gets, let's say, six more, mm-hmm. it's about 19 and some change. Can she get to 300 wins? Yes. I'm going to take it. I will say she can average 19 wins over the next five years. I can't imagine a team of hers is going to decline quickly. You know, at least for me, when I look at the best teams in college basketball, the recruiting is always there. The level of basketball is always there. Once you get there, and A.B. Williams has gotten there. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's not only – just steadying out at 1920 wins. 19 but it's times still going 5 up. is 95, right? right? So, yeah, because she'll finish this year with like 208, 209. I would say yes, too, to 2028. If you told me 2027, yeah. that's a little, that's a little I'll, much I'll for take, me. I'll take Coach Williams. Can that happen anytime during 2028? Like yeah, yeah it could happen by, by year's end. end. By the way, congratulations to Kennedy Williams, who's double-dipping and f- – basketball and Mm -hmm. softball as she says yes to nebraska she's got athlete in her blood she's so good i watched southwest play miller north and girls the other day and they're definitely missing her in the backcourt take it or or leave it christmas day nba is better than what christmas day football i'm leaving that that's easy for me given what it is and the stage of the matchups I'm going to take it. You're going to take that? No way. I only get two football games. I get four. Is ba- it three? I thought it was three. Are we, are we, yeah, we are up to three the last couple of years, right? Are we up to three? I thought it was three this year. A, are we fair and balanced here? Is this, are we, I don't know. Are, I, are, I could be assuming. Are we a Fox station? <laughs> <laughs> wow. That is not right. Uh, I'm going to probably take it. I'm leaving it. As you know, not an NBA guy. That's I'll watch it when it's in the playoffs. But, man, I, if, I'm, if I'm watching the NBA, you know what? I'll tell you this. If I'm betting on the NBA on Christmas Day, I'll be watching. <laughs> wow. I'll, I'll t- it's close, but I'll take it. Really? Yeah, I, I think a lot of people would disagree with you. Probably. Take it or leave it. That's because it's popular to hate on the NBA. <laughs> take it or leave it. Christmas shopping in person is better than Christmas shopping online. Absolutely I'll leave it. leaving it. Leave it. I was just there. Leave it. There's, there's. However, there is some type of nostalgia to being there in the Christmas rush. For who? I don't know. For me. Like my man Jay Foreman once said, a brother can't even get his bread without I'll people what, asking though. him what's going on. It's so much easier to sit at home, watch sports. I and am. Just log I on am to the a computer. little worried about like sizes, though, and I'm a little paranoid, mm-hmm. especially with ordering like shoes and stuff. But I do you really go. try shirts on in the store anymore? Because I don't. No, nah, good point. Leave it. Arthur Arkish is next. Arthur, it's interesting, and and maybe I. I just I'm, I'm trying to speak it into existence because I want it to happen. But for about four weeks, I've been telling my partner, hey, 
Look out for the Chargers. Staley aside, if they ever get healthy, I like the Chargers. Is this just one of those franchises that's just not going to get over the hump? There's just something about it? Or do you kind of like the Chargers once they do get healthy? Staley aside. Can, you, can I say uh, that? You know, or do, you have to, do I have to take the coach with it? <laughs> yeah, hard to separate those two. Um, but look, Staley has his moments. Uh, you'd like to see him, you know, he obviously made a name for himself last year with the aggressiveness. It works more often than not. This year it's backfired. It's looked like he's trusting his intuition more than the analytics. So um, Staley is has been imperfect, no question. But I'll tell you, they've got uh, darn close to a perfect young quarterback in Justin Herbert. He was just awesome last night. Unbelievable. Uh, in, in a win that felt like, guys, maybe if, if the Chargers are going to turn a corner, maybe it's here. Now, of course, just a couple weeks ago, we saw Staley with the bold two-point conversion to win and maybe save their season, uh, and then they take a step back last week. So it's, it's classic Chargers, but I think you might be on to something. They're on, the, they're on the cusp of getting Joey Bosa back. Obviously, they survived against one of the more dangerous offenses in football without him, without Derwin James, without so many others last night, Bryce Callahan. Uh, the list just goes on with all the injuries they've been dealt. Um, but certainly a couple returns last night, and Keenan Allen and Mike Williams give that offense a different look. And I just I think with that quarterback, with those two weapons, and they've got more too, obviously, and Austin Eckler and some other guys on the, in the you know inside as well. Uh, that I think that that would be a team that I would be fearing as a you know a seven in the AFC for sure. In the same vein, what's your level of concern for the Miami Dolphins? It's real. Uh, yeah, you know, it, Tua has not played well in back-to-back weeks now. Obviously, um, they got to go to Buffalo now. Uh, obviously, they they won earlier in the season, but they go uh, out in the elements Saturday night. Uh, a big deal was made of actually the Chargers had the heated benches yesterday at SoFi. So um, we'll see if they're up for that kind of challenge. There's a different level of physicality, I think, for sure, uh, you know, above and beyond, of course, having to go play outside in December when you play this Bills team. So um, I really like Mike McDaniel. I like what two has done this year. But now you got Tyreek Hill hobbled. Um, the defense, I think, showing a few chinks in the armor. So, yes, I do think there is reason to be concerned with the Dolphins, especially as the Bills look like maybe they're getting back on track too. Uh, and obviously that conference, uh, we'll see, or excuse me, that division, we'll see what the Patriots do tonight, but pretty solid uh, top to bottom. We're speaking with Arthur Arkish of Pro Football Weekly. You can give him a follow at Arthur Arkish on Twitter. Arthur, transitioning to the NFC, um, also in the same light as um, the conversation of the Dolphins, but maybe not as extreme. You take a look at the Buccaneers. What's your level of concern with them, and is there a team in the NFC South that can really overtake Tom Brady? Oh, boy. Uh, between the NFC South and the AFC South, I just I don't know what to make of either division, but um, you know, obviously the Panthers are the team everyone's talking about coming out of Week 14. Uh, as far as the Bucks are concerned, I think my, my most my biggest concern isn't Tom Brady. It isn't the lack of synergy suddenly with Mike Evans or the, the run game that's been non-existent for the better part of the season. To see a Todd Bowles defense just get eviscerated the way it did yesterday by Mr. Irrelevant and Brock Purdy, a, a defense that had been playing pretty well, guys. I think uh, yeah. top five and fewest points allowed um, had been getting a little bit healthier. 
And like I said, just had the M.O. Uh, with Todd Bowles of being a scheme that should really just fluster a young quarterback more than, obviously more than we saw yesterday. Um, yeah, I do think it's concerning. I, I think that there's been a major drop-off, and I really do like Todd Bowles, but it's hard not to think that Bruce Arians hasn't been missed this season. Um, you know, I, I think that offense is not it's looked rudderless at times under Byron Leftwich. You kind of wonder who's really calling things sometimes. So, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's concerning. But like I said, that division, um, I don't, there's no one that's coming to run away, obviously. And when you just look at pedigree and all due respect to Steve Wilkes and Sam Darnold and everything that Carolina did uh, and has done now over the past month, uh, I'm still not sure it's going to be enough to you know, kind of unseat the giant, if you will. All right, full disclosure, this question has the backdrop of me saying last week, this was before this week's results, I said, I take the Niners, Eagles, Dallas, then Minnesota in that order going forward. Now, obviously, that was before Garoppolo got hurt last week, but I still like the Niners better than the Eagles, primarily because of defense and that's in spite of Hurts. It's primarily because I think Shanahan is greater than Sirianni. Am I crazy, or could we have that discussion? No, I mean, we could certainly have a discussion. I don't think, I don't know you well enough to say if you're crazy, but not, <laughs> not I don't know. Uh, I, just, I just wish we had this interview a couple hours later in the morning because, guys, I think the Debo Samuel situation yeah, it's big. Uh, is looming very large over the 49ers' outlook right now. Uh, what Brock Purdy did yesterday was awesome. Obviously, he did some of it without Debo, but um, the vision here in trading for Christian McCaffrey, obviously, is having these uh, conflict weapons, the guys that create so much conflict when they're on the field together. So uh, we got to wait and see. It sounds like he did avoid any structural damage. The report suggesting it's likely a high ankle sprain. That would be a best-case scenario when you saw what a scary look that was on the field for them mm-hmm. yesterday. Um so we'll see, but I do need to wait and see what's up with Debo. And then I just would also say I, I think Nick Sirianni's done a pretty darn good job. Uh, and when you put those, their records side by side, obviously Shanahan has been doing it a lot longer, uh, but Sirianni acquits uh, himself pretty well. So, um, and that's a, arguably an even more balanced team. Actually, I don't even think you could make the case. Those are the two deepest rosters in the mm-hmm. NFC. Um, yeah, I think you're. I think you're right on there. Um, I would not argue with that point. I just think we need to see more of Brock Purdy before you can kind of put him right up there next to. And I know you're not putting the quarterbacks next to each other. You're putting the rosters next to each other. But we all know it's a quarterback-driven league. So, um, and I really do. I just think the way that they've surrounded Jalen Hurts with those receivers, with that offensive line, they still might get a slight edge for me, but. Um, there's plenty of intrigue, there's no question, for, uh, for, the, for the Niners coming off that historic start from Purdy. Real fast here before we let you go, Arthur, um, you mentioned Jalen Hurts. Is he somebody that could win the MVP this year, or do you still think it's Patrick Mahomes to lose? Um, I do think it's Mahomes' to lose, but I also think they're neck and neck right now. Uh, I don't know if Mahomes, Mahomes can afford another slip-up like we saw yesterday. Um, and I would have no problem with either one of these guys winning the award. They've, been, they've both been just awesome, uh, really playing at a historic clip. But when you look at all the advanced metrics, from EPA to you know, success rate and overall offense and, and what the Chiefs have done after getting rid of Tyreek and some of the other absences they have endured, uh, I think I'd give them the slight edge. Because remember, it's the most valuable award and I just if you, you take Mahomes off the Chiefs, mm-hmm. who, who knows where the heck they are. And if you take Hurts off the Eagles, 
um, they're going to take a step back, but I can't imagine it would be as big of one. Fantastic, Arthur. Our man. Great <laughs> pre- point. Great, good. I appreciate you joining us. And anytime we get a chance to get you, I hope we can. Wishing your dad all the best. Oh, thanks so much. It's my pleasure. And uh, give a call anytime, guys. Have a great day. Thanks, thanks. man. You too. I love it. I love it. Hey, and if you need tickets to go see those Chiefs, uh, Red Zone Ticket Express, they are here for you. Red Zone Tickets buys and sells all types of tickets to events. That's Morgan Wallen, uh, NCAA Volleyball. That Final Four is in Omaha. You've got Creighton. You've got Nebraska Basketball. You've got Mannheim Steamroller. Uh, The hockey scene. The Mavs need you after a little bit of a shaky weekend. All that and more. NFL, we got you covered. Chiefs, Vikings, Dallas Cowboys. Red Zone Tickets has a wide variety of NFL tickets at many price points. Red Zone Tickets is located right here in Omaha and is reliable. It's local and much better than my grades and yours put together. An A-plus better business rating drew down. Visit RedZoneTickets.com today. That's RedZoneTickets.com. Man, I wish we could have gotten into it more, too, because you mentioned Shaky Weekend. It was something similar like I saw last year when Omaha took on Colorado College, and they were at the bottom end of the conference. And, man, did they hand... Did they hand the Mavs two losses this they weekend? Kid, and it they, was... Oh, gosh, they, it was they, like the same thing. You they can't split our buzz. with team. Yeah. Oh, can can you just year. give me one, though? Can you Go just ahead. give me a make some noise? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> make some noise! <laughs> because coffee and cream's over. But hey, we'll see you again tomorrow. And if you want to catch anything else, go to the podcast. That's Morning Dump, Benning Bites, and the Sports Six Pack in the afternoon. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you tomorrow.